to one and all listening to this podcast series. I am Dr. Sahana Selvaganesh and this is Indian Tooth Diaries, episode 4 of Enigmatic Upcoming Dentist. Actually, the past episode rolled out maybe two months back and I had not been consistent with this whole podcast thing. They say consistency is the key. In my case, I have an excuse of my work, PhD, my other love dance and dance shows but what i will fail to acknowledge is that i had not been focused i had not been doing deep work let's talk about depth how deep is actually deep in this case going all in and all fair and all true is what it takes to do deep work raising to fame in a jiffy and having greediness of others work is not going to keep you on the top for a prolonged period of time You might win the race now, but the other one who had failed knows hundred ways to win it if he had lost the first time. Beware. It takes a lot to be brave and true in this world is what I have understood. It is very easy to be pulled into all sorts of false temptations. But trust me, those who have made it to the top have had their downfalls. Your time will come. The deep life, of course, is not for everybody. It requires hard work and drastic changes to your habits. For many, there's a comfort in the artificial busyness of rapid email messaging and social media posturing. Well, the deep life demands that you leave much of that behind. There's also an uneasiness that surrounds any effort to produce the best things you're capable of producing. As this forces you to confront the possibility that your best is not yet that good. On that note, we have with us today Dr. Megha Chaudhary, who is a young clinician and her interest lies in endodontics and conservative dentistry. I would rather say that she had started much younger. She has talked in many platforms like IDA wherein she has gone all in to teach whatever she has learnt. I welcome Dr. Megha Chaudhary for our part podcast today. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Very glad to be a part of it. So let us uh, introduce about you and where do you come from? What do you do? All of those. Okay, so I am basically from Guwahati, Assam. Like my journey has been you know, a little different. Being from Assam, then going to Bangalore for my graduation. Mm-hmm. I did my BTS there. So I was very clear from the beginning that... So you were born and brought up in Assam? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I have done my schooling in Guwahati. And huh. then in 2013, I moved out of home, basically going out of the comfort zone. <laughs> How everyone says nowadays, okay. So then, yeah, five years in Bangalore. And then during my internship, I was very clear that I want to go to Mumbai after this. You know, it's like a city of dreams for most people, including me. So I kind of wanted to maybe build up my career in this city. So then once the internship got over, I was kind of, uh, you know, confused whether I should go for Endo MBS or the Endodontic Fellowship. So Endo was always the field of interest. So then I did a lot of research and then I realized that I want to be a clinician. So then I thought, okay, this endodontic fellowship uh, mentored by Dr. Vivek Hegre, sir, should be a good option. 
so yeah then one year i uh, joined this fellowship program in 2019 november and i guess that was the best decision i made <laughs> for myself so in the whole uh, one year whatever i wanted to learn in endo i did and then part time i was uh, i guess i was lucky to meet dr varsha rao ma'am she's one of the most renowned dentists in mumbai and very good in composite work so i got the chance to work with ma'am as an associate dentist and then after one year when the fellowship program got over i joined her as a full time associate wow and that's how my uh, career just uh, started and i kind of learned how class practice exactly runs mm-hmm. and i was able to continue uh, working the same way how i was taught in college like using a rubber dam everything was able to continue in basha ma'am's practice True. And then I realized that I want to learn microscope after this, so I was not happy with loops. So mm. then, right now, I'm basically doing my fellowship in advanced microendodontics again from DY, and mm. continuing working as an associate as well. So it's been a long journey yeah. and a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. So you have told me that you have been into two institutions, right? Am I right? Uh, one in Bangalore yes. and one in uh, DY Patel. Can you? Yes. point out any differences between these two were there any difference in the mode of education or did you find one university more better or improving than the other so basically there is a lot of difference between both the universities okay so i in bangalore i studied in bhadhi dental college okay it's it's a good college but yeah very very strict the patient flow was very good whereas dy is opposite it's uh, you know i found the environment very very different so that's when i realized that maybe now i'm in college because during my bds time i felt i was in school but if i look back and i realize uh, one thing that uh, whatever i have learned in my 5 years of time in bangalore it has really helped me honestly like how we were being trained during that time because the teachers were so strict Mm-hmm. so i've learned so many things which i wouldn't have learned if i was doing my internship or my graduation in dy but the patient flow is the same in both the colleges there is no difference yes and faculty is also good i can't compare any one but yeah, in terms of strictness bangalore was <laughs> way more Mm-hmm. So, based on the technologies that uh, were implied, uh, do you think do you see any difference between these two universities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. DY is much more upgraded, no doubt about it. So, they have almost all the advanced equipments, everything. Like whatever I wanted to learn in endo, also all of that. In fact, now they have installed individual microscopes in every unit of our fellowship room. So, yes, if you talk about infrastructure and all that. DY is uh, obviously better. DY has an upper hand, right? Yes, yes, it does. It does. It definitely has an upper hand. So, talking about institutions, uh, what do you think uh, education pertaining to dentistry? Uh, is there any loophole? Is there something that we are missing out to learn in the BDS level? <clears throat> See, one thing I would really want to uh, express is that. i don't i know that i don't have a control over this but what we are being taught till our graduation time okay for example in conservative uh, postings what we are uh, doing till final year only amalgam right most of the colleges we are just doing amalgam 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 but th- the thing is that once we pass out we are not doing all that is completely different we are not taught what we need to practice outside 
Yeah, exactly. So this is one thing I have been realizing, you know, since the time I've practiced here that what we were taught. Uh, so when I was in my final year, I did a uh, few composite cases. But then when I came to DY and I saw the final years, they they were doing lots of amalgam cases. Okay. But the thing is that once they pass out, where are they going to do these amalgam fillings? I doubt hardly like, I, okay, there are still few clinics, they use amalgam. It's a very good material. I'm not saying that. But patients don't want the silver filling in their mouth anymore. So I wish this, you know, system kind of changes. And also during our graduation time, you know, if we are being taught something about practice management, I feel it's going to be very helpful for the upcoming uh, generation because clinical practice is opposite. I mean, what, how we are trained in college, it is just not uh, the same. Every small thing in clinic, how we do a consultation. So all of these, I hope in the future, they include in the curriculum that and teaching universities that actually yes, yes, very, very practice management in their curriculum. Absolutely. Uh, and it's important, for some students who come in finish their BDS and go out if they want to practice they are completely clueless as to where to begin unless and otherwise they have a proper guide or mentor yes. or if yes. they are like going to a clinic so they'll be like completely clueless as to where to begin their careers because I also receive a lot of DMs on my Instagram and Facebook regarding ma'am what to do next so that confusion is generally there and they are not confident to deal a patient in clinic plus uh, like as I said, you know, a lot of composites, uh, sorry, amalgam fillings they are doing, but it's not really helping them because once they leave that university or college, they're not, you know, implying the same thing, uh, implementing it in their, whenever they are practicing. So yeah, I hope these things uh, changes, you know, in the syllabus, hopefully in the near future. Hopefully we are like looking into a new generation in dentistry. Uh, all digitalized and uh, way forward yeah, yeah, yeah. different uh, we cannot Absolutely. still keep sitting and making that boxes and carving and uh, it doesn't make no, sense no, 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 no. it doesn't it doesn't now we realize right after uh, after <laughs> what at least a decade into dentistry so absolutely did you face any societal uh, societal pressures uh, because you were a dentist uh, were there questions in your mind or in the minds of your uh, immediate family or friends uh, being a dentist will you be able to earn so much uh, is that going to stop you from uh, pursuing what you really want to see uh, thankfully I have never faced any pressure from society or see my family members family has always been supportive but yes this is a true fact that in dentistry earn it takes time okay i mean if you if uh, maybe i was an engineer or say i worked in some corporate firm it's like you get a fixed salary and like that but in our field i feel there's always a continuous growth you know it's like it's it's like a slow ladder keep climbing keep climbing and i and i guess we need a lot of patience in this uh, field we can't expect soon after passing out oh we are going to earn lots no but i think we are consistent salary also so yeah yeah exactly it's not constant like run a family or we need to like yeah. manage our life uh, with dentistry we need to understand that our income is not going to be steady throughout the year yes. we will have a boom and a season where it is at low and we should be able yeah, to yeah. that financially also 
we just have to go through all these phases i'm i mean who, who all the successful dentists the the level that they have reached they have all gone through this phase at one you know at one time and right now there's so much of saturation happening every almost every corner we see there's a dental clinic but mm-hmm. i guess if we are very passionate about it there's always you know hope <laughs> yeah so what was your inspiration to get into restorative dentistry particularly my mentor dr varsha rao ma'am she's like the biggest inspiration i've had because ma'am is uh, very good in her composite work and restorative work she's a speaker for 3m so since the time i joined her as an associate and she teaches composites so that was itself uh, you know the turning point for me when i realized i need to learn composites as well So yes, so when I looked at her your posts in Instagram and uh, to Ma'am's posts and all, it looked li- really beautiful. The restoration, it it yes. didn't even feel as if like it was a restoration. But I feel now nowadays uh, people don't want to restore a teeth. They just want to go ahead cap cap them out, uh, give a crown. I don't point. agree with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just don't agree with that uh, concept only because you know I, okay both my mentors Vivek Hegde sir and Varsha Rao ma'am now both have trained me in a way that I I I stick to certain things like why to give a crown immediately like why you know why should we cut tooth okay i'm not saying every case we should you know we, should, we can avoid the crown there are certain uh, situations where we cannot give a bonded restoration but if we can avoid a full coverage crown why not why not yeah so these are certain things i really uh, no don't agree when i see even young uh, patients having big crowns on their mouth and, and then the exam those goes, crowns are not even like in proper occlusion It's yeah like, fitting yeah. is not good and so many other problems are happening there's a class 2 on the adjacent tooth so that's why considering all these factors i feel uh, mentorship is very important like under whom we are trained it really matters because we are ultimately following their footsteps true yeah so do you think restorative dentistry in india particularly is very underrated think so because now it's really uh, changing you know i see a lot of uh, posts on social media and it's really good to see people trying to restore you know rather than uh, basically the biomimetic dentistry concept and conservation of tooth structure so yeah it is coming up yeah so talking about restorative dentistry and uh, endodontics particularly let's go into the pressing question of uh today's generation to do masters or not to do masters is it necessary for me to become a successful dentist uh to have a master degree or not so what i would say in this is that anyone who wants to be a good clinician they need to have a college training okay like in my case i was like okay i am not going to go for pg so the other option was a year long fellowship program in a college setup where i did my externship as well so my advice uh, would be that if someone is not willing to give that 3 years time at least uh, get some college training done for 6 months to 1 year time because a 2 3 months uh, course is really not sufficient enough to uh, you know gain, gain the confidence so it's not like if we have a masters degree only then we are going to be successful not at all like i i never had a regret why i didn't do into an opg because i have been doing each and every 
procedure, whatever an endodontist does. So I'm still, of course, undergoing training with the microscope part. So that's that's my point that ultimately some form of a college training is required where we get to do five, six patients a day. We can make mistakes, no problem. But the yeah. same thing we cannot afford to do in a clinic. And the confidence will never come, I feel, if we are not uh, trained in that kind of a scenario, you know, where we're doing everything on our own. There's no assistant, no one. We just keep getting the OPD cards, one after the other. <laughs> yeah, we wash our own instruments. Mm-hmm. Yes, quickly we have to finish one case and then the other and following all the protocols. It just trains so you so much to handle the yes. pressure if at all you yes. in the clinic. Yes. Only then uh, I feel that confidence will come uh, in a clinic setup because even after doing PG or, or these kind of training, we can still make a mistake, right? None of us are perfect. I have done it personally. Like uh, once I was doing a 1-6 RC and I thought, oh, this case is very easy. The patient was herself a doctor and uh, the distal canal, I actually couldn't locate and I did a perforation. So there's nothing, you know, uh, nothing to feel shy about it. Mistakes can happen with anyone. But yes, I could, uh, you know, put uh, biodentine and seal it. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, Even if we make a mistake, we should be able to rectify it. And how can we do it? Once we are trained vigorously in, in a college uh, setup. So that is it important. actually do speak a lot about our success. Because Absolutely. once we start uh, facing the failures and trying to rectify it, communicating it with the patient will take us a long way rather than just focusing okay. on success. Very true, very true. So did you uh, feel uh, difficulty to get yourself established or how come did you start doing courses on um, uh, rub- uh, rubber dams or endo or conservative? How was your journey in that aspect? Okay, so this journey had honestly just started <laughs> very, very recently. But yeah, uh, since again, you uh, like same answer, I told you that uh, restorative dentistry, Vasha Ma'am inspired me. Even to become a speaker, I have got inspired by ma'am because I used to see her going for workshops and teaching and the response was so good and then I realized that why not I should try this like if I can teach someone a right way and that particular doctor can go and implement the same in their practice why not so I kind of uh, discovered this passion inside me through you know in this way and then uh, there were of course people who motivated me uh, to get into this that why don't you teach rubber dam because when I was documenting my cases I did get a lot of DMs that why don't you teach and all that so initially I was underestimating that who would learn from me you know I'm just a beginner or I, I'm a doctor with hardly four years of experience but then it's, it's not like that I mean everyone has their own set of audience so then uh, yeah uh, I, I actually announced my workshop in Mumbai initially but yes that got cancelled also because we didn't get the required number of registrations and then I got the chance to speak at IDA Dombibili, uh, Indian Dental Association Dombibili branch about rubber dam. So that was the starting point. And then we did a very big workshop in Gohati, my hometown recently. Okay, so Vivek Hegre sir was the main mentor and I could share the same platform with him where I could teach rubber dam. So yes, it did go very well and I'm really enjoying it because uh, the participants have learned a lot. So this itself is, you know, motivating me to do more of these. Apart from being a clinician, yes, I want to get into speaking as well. And I want everyone to learn things in the right way. It's like everyone does root canals nowadays. Everyone does good RCTs when I see Facebook also. But the saddest part is I see very few people using a rubber diamond doing. And which is so important. 
<laughs> so if these right things if i can teach someone i guess you know it will be a very good thing to do so that's the journey it started and yes a long way to go <laughs> yeah so speaking about uh, the conferences or workshops that you had conducted um yes. do you see any demographic difference between uh, a workshop being conducted in the main cities as in like mumbai uh, bangalore or chennai hmm. and deeper uh, parts like guwahati or somewhere deep yes. down or in north uh, something like that do you see any demographic oh. changes in the mentality of patients Uh, mentality of students also there is okay there is some difference okay so what happened was uh, when they used to announce sir's workshop in mumbai delhi everyone knew him but in northeast when we conducted his workshop for the very first time there were so many doctors who didn't know who was dr vivek hegre and uh, so yeah there is the difference and they were like oh why is it so expensive you know why uh, why can't we get it for a much lesser amount so all that change uh, you know differences are there but you know after this workshop they the part the participants themselves told me that uh, ma'am next time whenever you all are doing it please let us know we are going to send participants so i guess the first time is always difficult and once we can cross that first time phase the next uh, subsequent numbers i guess are going to be easier but then this demographic changes are there no doubt about it like northeast he, you know sir was not very uh, popular because he's never been there like dr gopikrishnan sir visits my state every year okay so he is very renowned in assam okay even if his course fees is a lot and which is you know obviously he's he is such a big name so there people don't even question you know it more than once they're like okay we know him but vivek hegre sir they were not aware of his name so that awareness yes in northeast states were much lesser as compared to delhi or mumbai and even the fees so we couldn't charge the amount that it's usually charged in the metropolitan cities mm-hmm. yes yes uh so uh speaking of all of this it comes to a question uh whether did you face any male chauvinism when you were doing uh bds or when you finished bds and you started with your uh, uh courses and all did you face any of those I'll be very honest. I did not face it actually, and uh, proudly speaking, I work in a setup where we don't even have a single male staff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a complete female team, and patients get so happy when they look at us. Oh wow, this is like example of women empowerment. So thankfully, I have never faced this. So, do you think uh, a patient is going to judge you by the looks or the way you are uh, before even you can start uh, treating the patient? has that ever had happened to you yes it's happened <laughs> once yeah, before it's one common mentality that that uh, some patients have that they look at us and they decide that they can't treat me yes 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 with me it has happened many times especially because i work under someone so patients come in with man's name okay uh, but the thing is that uh, out of all of them there are some of course they want the senior doctor and the, and few of them when i treated them initially they were not very confident in me they were like oh you look young uh, will you be able to do it so i i have a simple response it's sir or ma'am don't worry i'll take good care of it and thankfully those same patients uh, have kind of developed a certain amount of trust because the treatment had went well but i did face it many times that oh are you a student or you know you look young 
are you experienced enough and they ask me also how experienced are you so all these are i guess it will always be there and we can't blame them because maybe if we grow old we go to some clinic maybe i would also want to get it treated by someone who is much more experienced yes but but i don't think so that should be a reason to give up or get demotivated you just focus on whatever you're doing and keep yes doing. yes yes we we just have to give our best every patient we need to give in a 100% and if the patient doesn't get converted to you it's okay like we can't again win every patient's trust right so what do you like to convey to the present uh, bds graduates uh, any piece of advice or uh, what they have to improve uh, looking into the future see one advice uh, it's very simple i want to give them because i honestly receive lot of dms almost every day that what should we do next same thing like you ask me whether you know whether to go for a post graduation program or not so my advice is whoever is in final year or in internship right now if they want to be a clinician if they want to do clinical practice number one they have to get college training done if not pg okay uh, uh, colleges like savita dental college has year long fellowship programs and even dy patil has so these kind of a university based programs is a must i wouldn't recommend a 2 3 months course because that's not sufficient to give you them the confidence and yes i want to tell them to be patient okay money will come patience is the key <laughs> in dentistry money sure. money will come initially it's always a struggle and try to find a good mentor under whom you can work if you are if you don't want to open your own setup and yes uh, i would not recommend someone to immediately open their own clinic because there's so many things in a clinical practice which we don't know a good amount of experience with a good senior doctor is required but all you then like yeah. practice a class apart dentistry yes. and a yeah. uh, 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 truthful practice you will have to be like trained in such a manner and uh, we need to know what we want to for example i am used to working in a class practice setup where we don't have lot of opds outside okay it's like for one class to restoration we take 2 hours time that's because all the protocols have been followed now i have adapted myself to this kind of a situation or a clinical field but a, a, maybe some other doctor wouldn't want they might want to do it in a mass practice but my only thing is that wherever you all are working they should do in the right way that's my only advice some basic protocols right are important yes yes, yes. i don't like see any young patient having that uh, history taking or anything they just like uh, get the patients make them sit do whatever they yes. want send the patient halfway through yeah yeah absolutely you also don't I have don't information know. and neither the doctor knows what uh, he's doing for the patient yeah so all that shouldn't happen and even you know few things like uh, from a young age if they are used of working in a magnification which is so important like uh, dentistry i feel shouldn't be done with naked eyes and that, that's something i was also being taught by my mentor just one year after i you know i passed my internship i can feel the change now in my work so these little things i really want to share with all these uh, young uh, you know final year and the interns that either get a college training done and then join a good practice a good senior doctor work there for some time do not be impatient there will be times when you know you won't maybe be able to do a lot of work but this is how the journey is if you are if they are willing to be a good clinician and want to do good work because whatever we are doing we want to we want that to last in the patient's mouth right <laughs> a lot of times i've been asked it's okay no even if we don't use a rubber dam what is going to happen so mm. my question is how you are going to be different from someone else 
you know that you are doing things in the right for itself yes yes and when we do things in the right way the return is very big we don't realize it it doesn't come immediately but it comes one day <laughs> so yeah that all these are all these small advices i would give to all the freshers thank you so much dr vega it was like really lovely talking to you same you same you ma'am thank you so much thank you ma'am thank you thanks a lot so that brings us to the end of our fourth episode before i leave i just wanted to share something with you all the largest floor plan is actually the world itself just go out there be yourself and prove yourself life is not just for enjoyment but to work hard to stay focused and to reach million heights so that you will be remembered after this is your host dr sahana selvaganesh signing off meet you in another interesting episode of the indian tooth diaries until then bye bye take care love you all Come on!